Good afternoon, everyone. It's Dr. Nigro again with our next episode of Psychology Unplugged. Uh, as always, another fun week of communicating with uh, so many people across the globe. Uh, very humbling uh, for a lot of you guys coming from different parts of the country, different parts of the globe for me to do neuropsych evals. Uh, I try to get back to as many people as possible. Uh, I'll give you my contact information at the end of the show. Um, I know borderline personality uh, disorder, those episodes uh, seem to be the most, <clears throat> the ones I, I get the most contact about, the most questions, and uh, it's definitely a, a, an extremely prevalent disorder. And a lot of people have recently asked that I do an episode on antisocial personality disorder, uh, sometimes called uh, psychopathy uh, sociopathy or dissocial personality disorder. Now, in the diagnostic manual, we, we have the different clusters, cluster A, cluster B, cluster C. And antisocial anti falls in the cluster B group. And I've kind of lumped this in and did a little lecture series long a while ago, uh, kind of called like the weirds, the wilds, the wimps. And cluster B are the wilds, and that's your histrionic, your narcissistic, borderline, and antisocial. And, and, and so these are the personalities that have a high degree of cognitive and emotional dysregulation. So I think people sometimes when they hear antisocial, they think uh, Ted Bundy or Charles Manson. And uh, I think we have this fascination in at least Western society about watching these documentaries on Netflix and Hulu. Um, you know, we watched this one, um, the, the Making of Anna, um, a few others that we watched recently, I think, on, on Netflix that, that I think depict variations of uh, antisocial personality. So if you just take the title in and of itself, antisocial, that's essentially what it is. And it, it, deceit and manipulation are really the cornerstones and as well as complete disregard for the integrity of societal values and norms. Now, if we go back to the work of um, Russell, Russell Barkley, who has done extensive work on, on ADHD. And let me kind of explain this trajectory. Um, the, and I remember this back from uh, my doctoral program, and I've I, I, I seen it play out in, in the diagnostics that I've done over the years. Um, undiagnosed or untreated attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, Julie with the water, uh, Generally, the, the uh, predominantly hyperactive type and the combined type, which is the most severe, where you have inattention and hyperactivity, that is, in his model, is considered the precursor to the development of an antisocial personality disorder. So here's how, how the model works. So you take the kid who's extremely emotionally or behaviorally dysregulated and, and again ADHD is a neurodevelopmental disorder so you're born with it 
Um, the hyperactive type and the combined type, they get noticed early on um, because these kids are really without ill intent, I think, in a vast majority of cases. I'm not saying everybody, but they aggravate people. And they annoy people because they have what's called hyperconnectivity. They're so emotorically dysregulated. They can't sit still. They're kicking the chair of the student in front of them. They're bouncing off the walls. They're, you know, not paying attention. They're shouting out in class. And, and, and these kids bother other people. And unfortunately, what happens sometimes is they're, as the peer groups develop, these, these kids get ostracized. And as they get ostracized, they hang out not with the, the core peer group who's out at recess or, you know, playing football or tag or whatever. They're hanging around with the other kids with similar conditions, whether it's ADHD or, you know, disruptive mood dysregulation disorder or intermittent explosive disorder or any kind of behavior problems. They're, they're kind of pushed aside by the, by the, by the peer group. What, what what tends to happen without, you know, early intervention, and I'm not talking about like early intervention like from zero to three, I'm talking early, you know, psychological and psychiatric intervention, is the, the next step is the, the, the manifestation of oppositional defiant disorder. Now, oppositional defiant disorder uh, is, is different from the current diagnostic manual. They, they finally added a much needed diagnosis, which is disruptive mood dysregulation disorder and kind of how how i'll break it down is the behaviors in opposite defined disorder and disruptive mood dysregulation disorder are for the most part the same the etiology of the behavioral disturbances is very different in disruptive mood dysregulation disorder the behaviors are a result of depression Anger is manifested through, or depression is manifested through outward anger. Whereas in oppositional defiant disorder, the behavior is purposeful. I, the, the, the child, the adolescent is completely aware of what they're doing. They have no qualms about, you know, spitting in their mother's face, you know, um, hurting the dog or kicking the animal, um, being, being rude to their siblings or, or aggressive. And then the next diagnostic, as you move besides from, from um, optional defined disorder, is conduct disorder. And this is really where you're starting to see the seeds of potential antisocial personality because now the behaviors are at a level that are really starting to violate family values, Social values, um, just you know, it's our, our, our daily lifestyle where you know, kid has no qualms about taking the credit card from mom and buy, you know, spending $200 to you know, get extra points on like Minecraft or Call of Duty, uh, staying out late, you know, not driving irresponsibly. So, in the diagnostic manual, I've said this before, nowhere in the diagnostic manual, with the exception of antisocial personality disorder, does it say that you can't be diagnosed with a personality disorder. And the reason for this is not a clinical reason. It's a legal reason. Because at age 18, you can be tried as an adult. And that's the reason why that's the only personality disorder that has a specifier for 
um, for antisocial personality in terms of age requirement. And uh, adoption studies, which are very strong in, in terms of data and research, have, have found that there is a genetic link to uh, antisocial personality disorders, and there's also genetic links to other personality disorders as well. But just sticking with antisocial, it's really this reckless disregard for the safety of themselves or others uh, consistent irresponsibility, uh, like failures to maintain, you know, consistent employment, uh, being completely irresponsible with with, with credit cards, um, uh, like I said, deceitfulness, uh, lying, have, coming up with aliases, uh, you know, conning others, all with the goal of benefiting themselves. Highly manipulative, but also be highly charming. That's the other part. These individuals can be highly charming, just like the narcissist can be incredibly charming. So is the antisocial. But the where the, where the narcissist is is in the histrionic are constantly looking for validation of their self worth. The antisocial is looking at what can I do to benefit myself, and there's a complete lack of empathy and remorse. They do not possess that capacity whatsoever. Now, is that a function of that that undiagnosed ADHD and a self-fulfilling prophecy that you think I'm a bad person and you you, 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 you throw me to the side so I'm just going to act like a bad person? I think there's a strong possibility for, for that. But this can, can, can wreak havoc in, in, in relationships, in, in marriages, uh, of parenting uh, children, because they are completely self-centered. And their behavior, uh, you know, there, there can be certainly criminal behavior. Uh, substance abuse is incredibly common in, in, the, in this population. Um, incredibly impulsive. They they do not plan ahead a, at all. Uh, they are completely. They're very irritable. They're uh, aggressive. Um, a lot of physical assaults, physical fights. So you know, sometimes a lot of people in 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 who are in abusive relationships, oftentimes are in abusive relationships with people with antisocial personality disorder. And 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 the hard part, it's really hard to treat these individuals. Uh, it's really hard to treat them because they they lack empathy. Now we have uh, you know psychological assessments, a lot of which that I use, that actually assess for uh, psychopathy or antisocial personality disorder. And the the clinical term, it's an older one, is, is is psychopathic deviant. And you know the personality scales really pick this up. And you'll even see in the responses on the Rorschach, where, you'll, where you, people will give lots of responses, or even on the thematic gap perception test, you'll see lots of aggression. You'll see lots of you'll see the deceit. You'll see the conning. You'll see the lying. Um, so it's it, it, it's a it's a very destructive disorder. Um, and again, one that you know, again, you got just like the nurses. Maybe if they hit rock bottom, can they? Can they possibly make some change? Um, it, it's, I'd say it's pretty, pretty difficult um, to really effectively treat these individuals because they can't see beyond themselves. And if you lack empathy and you think the world is out to get you and that personality is so ingrained and there's also a sense of entitlement with with individuals with antisocial, uh, a, a complete lack of, of 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 insight into their behaviors, a highly externalized locus of control, 
and you know it's nothing it's not my fault you know the world has done me wrong and i have every right to get what i think i deserve independent of how my behavior impacts other people again these are not intellectually deficient individuals and i'm not saying individuals with intellectual disability disorder can't have this but these are not these are not you know if you think about to to be conning and to be deceitful requires a certain degree of intellect and 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 operational thinking because there's a motivation and the motivation is very clear it's all about me and i don't really care and i'll smile to your face and then i'll stab you in the back that's antisocial personality um uh, again, these individuals are frequently arrested, and they really don't profit from their experience. They they because the, it, it it's this view that the world has wronged me in some way, or Mama and Daddy didn't give me something. So I'm going to extrapolate to that to every aspect of my life. I'm going to take it out on other people because I deserve it. I'm owed it. Um, and again. You know, even the diagnostic manual, it'll say that there was a, pre- a, a pre-morbid diagnosis of conduct disorder um, prior to a, a, age age fifteen. Uh, sometimes some of these, be- these same behaviors occur during um, acute episodes of schizophrenia and bipolar disorder, and when they do, we do not diagnose antisocial personality disorder. We diagnose it has schizophrenia or or bipolar disorder usually in the manic or hypomanic episodes primarily in bipolar one with with, with the mania so again the same behaviors can occur and again and, it, and again as you guys follow this program no surprise you need the full neuropsych eval to figure out what it is is it psychosis or is this just an ingrained personality pattern and you know on, on a lot some of the assessments that we have we're able to detect if people are lying, if people are faking, or if people are being overly defensive. And I've I've, I've tested people with antisocial personality disorders, and it's very easy. They, they they come in and they're they're very charming, but they have an agenda. And you know, much like the narcissist, the narcissistic injury is revenge. Very similar with the antisocial. If you don't acquiesce to what they want. And again, it's what they want and what they believe they deserve. The potential for them to lash out is incredibly high. I have, a, I have something. Just don't, don't oh, get up. Julie's got something. A perfect example of this is something I think is on Netflix. We watched, I believe it's Netflix, not Hulu. It's called The Tin, Tinder Swindler. Um, is a really great... Uh, it's kind of a documentary, really, about a couple of women who It's were, based on a true story. Based on a true story. Um watch that. I mean, it's really, really good. Um, it is all about, um, you know, like Cora was saying, I do in my, uh, in my travels and my really? travels, you always traveling to? You I'm not traveling every, where, I, every where I have traveled. Um, I would tend to disagree a little bit with core. Um, I think that, uh, you know, pretty much not always right away. But when you're in the presence of somebody as a healthcare provider in psych, I I definitely have crossed paths with um, patients who have come to me and who have uh you know definitely has have sociopathy 
Um, you can feel it. It's a vibe. Um, what do you disagree it's with? It's a flag. Um, I just wanted to first say that usually um, people who have this um, kind of condition are only seeking help because they have to. So I have ha- had several people, um, you know, in my Travis. under my care um, over the years that have presented to me as, um, and they usually say, so uh, what brought you into treatment? And they would say, I have to, you know, because uh, it's either probation, you know, they get in trouble with the law or, you know, someone's giving them an ultimatum and they have no choice. Again, this is a very vague um, description, but I would have to say that I do believe that some people with this this, this disorder, this condition, are highly manipulative. What do you disagree with? That they, um, I think that they can be very, um, they can have a, a serious agenda. I mean, it's not, I've, it's not, it's that. not impulsive I, necessarily as much as it is. It's calculating. It's calculating. Okay. I've I didn't hear that. you say it, that. It, yes, it's very, see, oh, that, that's going to get pop in you. and out. Yes, it is very calculating. And, 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 and Julie is right. A lot of times people who've come for evals, it's because they're in the midst of a, a divorce proceeding or, you know, probation is, is requiring it. Um, you know, they're not coming in to say, gee, I, I think, I think there's something wrong. You know, I think I'm, I think I'm kind of mean. You know, I mean, uh, I think I've done some pretty deceitful things. There's a really a lack of insight. And again, I, I you know, Julie brought up that program, uh, the Tinder Swindler. That's a great example. Of that. And I, but I also wanted to make the point of don't always look at antisocial as being you have to be a mass murderer. That the, it, 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 that that's one variation. And those people are few and far between. You know, the Charles Mansons, the Jeffrey Dahmers, those, you know, I forget who, who Jonestown, um, you know, those are, those are very few and far between and and they're glorified in terms of movies and whatnot. But, you know, a lot of times people with antisocial can also delay their immediate gratification because they have their eye on the prize. And that's, that, that's where it becomes concerned because it, there is their impulsivity, but there's a lot of calculation. And, and and when we were that uh, inventing Anna, I think is the one that Cora just mentioned. That's I believe on Hulu or Netflix, one of them. And um, the the girl who plays it, I don't know her name, her as an actor, but she was in um, all the Ozarks. Uh, she played a great role, but it really was th- this same situation mm-hmm. where she actually was um, a you know sociopath and. Um, and watch that too, because you'll get to see it across the gender, like the male, female gender. Um, typically people like when they think about like, yeah, the mass murderers, the serial killers, whatever, even like serial killers, sometimes they're not always, but, uh, the, the, the late Heath, Heath Ledger is just did such an amazing job in this, in this, uh, film, but he was the Joker and, he did it after Jack Nicholson was the Joker, I think, in Batman. But anyway, there was like I think a movie just called The Joker with Heath yeah. Ledger, and he literally was hundred percent the real deal. Mm-hmm. Like just, and then there was another one after that, The Joker, right? Where I think, it was but there's the also that cor- there's also that that where he was mentally ill. Remember the one after that was the one with. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, I always pronounce his name. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. I always call it wrong. But he played he played the Joker 
Um, and but it was a very different take on the Joker, right? Meaning he was riddled with mental illness. Yes, and um, and when and you could you could feel the compassion for that role too, because you got to see someone on and off their medication. Um, and that's Jen, a very good thing to watch, really, uh, as well. I think, but, yeah, I think bring up good points that you know, try to, to to get a better picture of antisocial yeah, personality. Uh, you, you know, don't watch you know documentaries on the serial killers. That's just one aspect of it. These are charming people, and it's not always easy. But there are people who are stealing from people. Yeah, I mean, there's the, the, the whole thing is there's no regard if for a husband, just again, I'm generalizing, who hits his spouse or beats his child. There's there's no insight. And their, their, their response is, so what? They deserve it. It's mine. They, 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 are, they are self-centered individuals that believe that they have been so wronged yeah, that they will leave a path, of con- a path of destruction because empathy is completely lacking. And there's a lot of debate on whether or not you can teach empathy. I think empathy in the earlier you can identify some of these behavioral patterns, the better off you are at developing. This is a pretty chronic form of psychopathology but with the mental illness part like i said in schizophrenia these behaviors can happen in in the in the phases of mania when that happens we do not diagnose antisocial because it's a personality disorder it's if if it's driven by a psychiatric condition they usually are not diagnosed together so this is an ingrained pattern of extreme manipulation deceit conning, lying, lack of responsibility, highly external locus of control, meaning it's not me, it's the world. It's not me, it's you. And and, and it could be incredibly toxic in relationships where people can just get, get sucked in and beat down and, and get to the point where they believe that they are the root cause of their, their, their significant others, whether it's their child, their spouse, their partner, whatever, that they are the root cause of the problems because these individuals are so convinced and because it's personality, it's so ingrained. So it's how they see themselves, how they see other people, how they see the world in general. And therefore, is that they, 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 the conclusion that they draw, that there is no insight, which makes treatment incredibly uh, uh, difficult. And as Julie said, these individuals do not come to treatment because they've had some aha moment. They're coming because someone's telling them to. And they'll give you a lot of lip service. Um you know, and, and and there's others that say, you know, I don't care what the judge says. I'm not going. And they'll go back to jail and they don't care. Um, so it, 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 it's, a, it's a disorder that's incredibly manipulative. But I, like I said, if you watch the Tinder Swindler, uh, the making of Anna, uh, the Joker, uh, you, I think you really can get an appreciation for how dysregulated this, this personality is and the path of destruction that it can cause because there's intention here. Different than I've talked about how how borderline, that's because there's cognitive and emotional dysregulation. This is much more of a premeditated disorder because, and I think Russell Barkley really did a great job in his research of tracing it back to say, now just because your child has ADHD, don't freak out and say, oh my God, he's going to be a sociopath. But it is the precursor because of how the ostracized, being ostracized 
and having a disdain for the world and and almost a hatred for everybody else in the world for what they have and what the the antisocial perceives that they don't have, they have no qualms about stealing, about lying, about abusing, about hurting, about deceiving, about manipulating. That's how they operate through the world. It's a very scary disorder. And, and they, you know, could it end up in, in, in them killing somebody? Yeah, it, it could. Could it end up in severe cases of abuse and neglect? Yeah, it could. Because they don't have any insight and believe, again, that they deserve it and that lack of empathy. Lack of empathy is scary. And I've worked with people uh, and I've, I've, seen, I've seen this disorder. And I've seen the eyes of people with this disorder. And it's a very, very unique look. And you, like Julie said, you can sense it. There's, there's not a, not a, it probably is a function of, you know, doing this for a, a you know, again, not that old, but a long enough period of time, you just develop this clinical intuition of, so, some something stinks here. Some something's not right, and and there's always it's an, an eerie there, feeling. There's, there's always an agenda. It, there, there's an eerie feeling, and again, um, to speak to the charm, you know, when there's a person before you that's um, that possesses this kind of personality, you you know you know you can feel it, but it's an eerie feeling. It's something. That, you know, hopefully none of us really experience very often. I definitely probably have experienced it more often than I'd like. But um, they, they, the people tend to be, you know, have humor. They tend to be very charming, um, again, because they want to get what they want. So, um, and then they very quickly disappear out of treatment too. So they don't they don't stay very long. Yeah, as soon as their immediate needs are met, then they're gone. So uh, again, I wanted to shed some light on this because I had a lot of um, requests to talk about antisocial. I'll kind of use this as as a primer. Um, I think it's definitely something worth revisiting. But I would definitely encourage you to watch some of those Netflix programs. That I think did Netflix or Hulu. The Anna ones on Netflix. The other one, the Tinder Swindler, that gives you and and you see in these when when these individuals don't get what they want from the people that they're involved with socially, romantically, you see that switch automatically, and that anger, and the sense of entitlement. And you see the reactions of other people that they're so afraid of losing this person or disappointing this person or they're not going to be in their lives that they will make choices that are completely irrational. You know, I think the people in the Tinder Swindler, these women were taking $20,000 out, then $50,000, then $75,000, promised all these things by this guy. And then, yeah. you know, so I think there's there's that all, there's a lot of fear in people who are in relationships. And there's also that 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 because of that charm and this uh, aura that, that that they create of, of this this lifestyle, what they're able to to give people, it's it's a complex disorder. And again, just using this as a primer to introduce this topic because I haven't really talked about antisocial personality disorder in, in the past. Not what? Right, and I and I don't usually uh, talk about it either. But also, and not to be alarmist about this. So when you when you're thinking about someone you may know that may have broken the law, or you know, don't. Um, this is a consistent presentation of sociopathy. This is not just 
oh, I broke, it. you know what I mean? Just basic. Um, this, only, this isn't like don't, a, a. Don't, don't over, don't over diagnose people around you. Yeah, just, um, this isn't like, you know. This you, is pretty severe and consistent. Yeah, it's not like you got in a fight at, at, at a bar outside or not dismissing this by any means or there was a, you know, domestic assault, you know, that, that, it, yeah, that happens with antisocial, but you know it. It this is per, because of its personality. It's pervasive. It's it's always there, and that wanton disregard for, for societal values, for norms, for even the rights and the res, rights and, and and the integrity and respect of other people is completely missing. So, uh, hopefully, he was able to do a good job in explaining at least an introductory of this uh, pretty severe form of psychopathology. Uh, as always, feel free to reach out to me at psychologyunplugged at outlook.com. Uh, you can get a hold of me through Psychology Today. Uh, my number is 617-750-9411, East Coast Standard Time in the United States. Um, like I said, if I haven't gotten back to you, I will do my best. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed doing this. I can't believe and I'm so grateful um, for how many followers we have and for all the positive comments and, and feedback. And if there are topics that you want us to discuss, uh, because I do this so organically, and I know there's things that are out there that I wanted to get to, it's got to—it's always like it kind of resonate with me, like it pops in my head, and then I just go with it. So, um, until next time, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, check out those shows to get a better understanding of what we, uh, Julie and I, talked about today. All right, bye, guys, be well. How was that? It was pretty good. Thirty minutes, twenty-five. Oh.